0: This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode.
1: Hello everyone, I'm so excited to have you on today. We have Preston Guyton, and he has been in real estate for over 20 years. He's always focused on lead gen, conversion, which we're gonna talk about today. He opened Palms Realty in September of 2021. And he's now got a bunch of agents there, 78 agents. And he also does some coaching all across the country with John Cheplak. So today we are talking about lead gen and how to convert leads and so, so much more. So Preston, welcome.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank for having me.
1: So just let's talk a little bit. I know when we we were right before the call started, we were talking about how agents are always saying the leads stink. It's, you know, th- this leads not good. That leads not good. And you have the philosophy of it's not the lead. We have to work on conversions. So talk about that for a minute.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, like a lot of the teams I coach across the com- country, they're from smaller teams, the larger teams spending anywhere from 2000 to 25,000 a month on lead gen, whether it's pay per click or we're helping them with SEO or whatever. But the biggest, the biggest problem I see a lot of teams, whether it's individual agent, you can look at this as an individual agent, or if you're a team or whatever you, whatever, whatever type of business you run, you need to focus backwards, like focus on the conversion piece, focus on that piece before, because we can generate as many leads as you want. Like the leads are not a problem. But what what creates a problem is if you don't have the systems and the process set up when the leads come in. Like the biggest downfall I see for a lot of teams is they want the leads, but then they don't have a process and a system in place to convert the leads to nurture the leads. Especially in today's time, like a majority of the leads we're doing, whether pay per click or SEO, those are more long long term commitments. You know, those are long term nurtures, so you won't see as many of those coming in ready to buy right now, I mean, especially in today's market. So it's a, it's a it's a really about focusing on conversion and making sure you have that dialed in. Um, before you start generating a lot of leads and spending a lot of money and a lot of time on something that's not going to work. So let's
1: talk real quick about really be as specific as possible. So if someone comes to you and they say, my team is not converting leads, we've got a major problem. What are the questions you're going to ask? And what are you going to look at as far as specifically what systems are they going to put in place?
0: Yeah. I mean, the one thing we ask, like depending on the size of the team, do they have an ISA team? You know, do they have and if they don't have an ISA team, how are the leads delivered to the individual agents? You know, what does that process look like? Are the agents actually making phone calls? Are they you know, are they just calling once? And what does that system look like? Like we use majority of the teams we coach use follow up boss. Um, so CRM, What I, most CRMs, I mean, they're all pretty similar. They have the same capabilities, a lot of them. But a lot of the teams we coach on use follow-up boss and you know so it's as far as like you know not only speed to lead but what does it look like after day one day two day three you know how are the stages set up meaning stages or like are they in hot are they in nurture what does that follow-up cadence look like um you know things like that so really the questions i asked one what crm are they using um you know how are they generating the leads because the leads if they're coming from pay-per-click or if they're coming from organic, they're all different kind of cadences that you have to follow to follow up with the leads. Um, so really it's it's those two things. It's like where are the leads coming from? And then what is your team using from a follow-up standpoint, or you know, what CRM are they using?
1: So let's say that they're they have a pay-per-click. What are you saying that they need to say on like that first call? So if you're gonna coach someone and they were teaching their agents, what do they need to say? How many times are they calling them back to back? What does that cadence look like? And what do they need to say? Is it a text message and then a phone call or phone call, then a text? What are you seeing that's working the best?
0: So we use, our ISAs use the system we use. So we actually have a separate website. So for like Palms Realty. We don't, we use a a non-branded website to generate. It's called easyhomesearch.com is what we use. And it covers it covers North and South Carolina. um So when the ISAs are calling them, they're not saying, "Hey, this is so and so ISA from Palm's Realty." You have to connect the dot, right? Like if we, if we said, "Hey, this is so and so from Palm's Realty," they're searching on Easy Home Search. They're going to be like, "Who the heck are you?" You know what I mean? So you're already going to set up a uh, just situation where it's not going to be, you know, when you connect, say, you know, "Hey, we're a, a referral partner from. We work with Easy Home Search." We saw you were searching on that site, just calling to see if you have any questions or if there's anything we could help you with. Just keep it simple. Connect where they came from. And, you know, from there, like cadence wise, we're um, so we call three times in the first day and then continue one time um, with text and, and different messaging for 10 days. So it's at least phone, one phone call for 10 days, Some people 10 days of pain, 10 days of gain, whatever you want to call it. Um, But that's kind of what that looks like. We also run. Hold on, I need
1: to stop you right there Uh because I need everyone to rehear that. And we've said this a million times. The problem is no one wants to do it, but I will say it again for the benefit of those listening. We are suggesting that you call three times in the first day. Then for the following 10 days, everyone calls it the 10 days of pain one phone call per day for the next 10 days. And then are you also doing a text message as well?
0: Yeah, so we have, so our ISA, the way we're set up, we have an ISA team, we have five, we generate about 2,500 leads a month. Um, So our ISA team is set up to where the lead comes in and goes to the ISA, we use call action, which is the texting platform we use. We have one phone number with that, that is, we call it client care team. So all the ISAs see those texts. It's actually in a widget inside a follow-up boss. Um, So we use that as automation. And what it does, it creates a lot of inbound text messages. Like on average, we have about 150 inbound text messages from leads a day. So we have one ISA that just monitors that. Um, So, you know, that's whether you're an individual agent, you can do that. Most CRMs, you don't have to have a separate. We just have that separate because the ISAs manage that. But what yeah, they're they're texting and the and the big thing too, like even I coach on the ISAs a lot of them will they'll start, they'll have, they'll have like good conversation with somebody through text. And all of a sudden they just pick up the phone and try to call them. And the big thing is you need to focus on it is meet the people where they're at. If they're emailing you, email them back. If they're texting you, text back and then try to get that phone appointment. Like, don't just pick up the phone and call them when they're texting you just text back and continue that dialogue in the same dialogue they're coming in at and then try to schedule that phone call appointment via text because what ends up happening i see it happen often is they'll the agent will receive these texts coming in they're going back and forth they'll try to call without asking for that appointment and it ended up People get upset, and then they just stop texting and stop stop commenting altogether. Or they say, "Hey, we're having a conversation via text. Well, you know, why'd you call me? I'm at work or wherever I'm at." So, you know, when you're looking at that, just make sure you meet them wherever they're at and follow that same dialogue. You know, if it's a phone call, call them. If it's texting, you know, if you can't call them, then text them and say, "Hey, I'll give you a call later." But definitely, you know, follow that same dialogue with them.
1: So let's talk about callaction.co because I think that if people have a tool like that, um, I, I know we're seeing the best response from texting. People would prefer to text than to call. So talk about that platform and how you exactly you're using it.
0: Yeah, it comes with, so it comes with a lot of, they actually update it often. So it, the, um, the actually text messaging is updated a lot. We go in there and write, rewrite a lot of them. Um, but, you know, the initial, it'll come in and it'll, it is just a simple text. Like, you know, we see, we, we saw your shopping online or whatever. And then our, a text later we will send something like, you know, is there something we'd help you with? It's very simple. The first two texts. And then the next day, it sends another text. So it's every, I think it's about every day. There's sometimes two a day um, and it gets to a point to where then you have to move it to a different, but we see about a 40% response rate on the text messaging through call action. Um, you know, over roughly every, obviously, and that includes like bad numbers. So that's part of the equation. Like I don't take out bad numbers to find a percentage. So we see about 40% response rate.
1: And talk about, Really specifically, like what would be like what's the text message that's really getting good response?
0: It's really those initial text messages. um you know the the hey, we saw you are shopping online, you know if there's anything that we could help you with, And a lot of times that will create an incoming message, you know we're just shopping, we're just you know just looking or whatever. and then it creates starts that dialogue, and then we move them to a new stage that say if they're just looking, it's reaching out maybe every seven days or whatever after seven days it says hey i know last week you were just looking is there anything we could help you with um call action what it has too that's really helpful is you could actually say um you and i are you know be a text going back and forth and we end it i could go ahead and schedule a text Say, you say hey reach out to me next week at some time or phone call so i could schedule a text say next wednesday at 12.05 to send you a text, say, hey, are you still good for a phone call today? You save it, it automatically sends. And that way, you don't have to worry about creating a task, and then that task tells you to text so-and-so in a week or whatever time it is. And just try to do that around times that people are most likely going to have access to the phone. So we send a lot of text messages around lunchtime, um, you know, depending on the time zone of the, the phone number you know, we'll we'll schedule a lot of them around a 12 o'clock to one o'clock window. So we can catch people on, you know, on lunch break or whatever.
1: So does the, on that text message, does it say on the bottom, like um, unsubscribe? Does it have like an unsubscribe thing on the bottom of it?
0: Yeah, it does. They all do. <clears throat> but we yeah. don't like, we don't get a lot. <clears throat> the ones when we schedule them like that, we've had conversations. We don't really, we don't really, get a lot of those um actually it doesn't have it through text it just when somebody responds stop it stops so, so i don't think it has anything at the bottom of the text um okay. where it says to it would just if somebody said stop contact me it automatically does that
1: got um, it, got
0: it. you know with call action what it does it, it actually it goes backwards like it'll actually test the phone number to make sure it's not a landline before it sends a text message out the same thing I got a funny message when I was actually working it because when I was first testing it, I wanted to make sure I liked the system and it worked. So I was on a Saturday and Sunday, I was working it and I went to send a text out, a manual text to somebody. And I got a message back that this phone number is a known litigator for uh, the do not call list. So we did not send your text out. Um, So maybe it just saved me $10,000, but it's, it's funny that they... I mean it's great that they run it against a database before the text actually goes out because what ends up happening say if I'm texting from a number and I keep texting landlines what will happen is my phone number will get flagged because who's going to text landlines unless you don't know who the phone number is you know so that's that's what their system does they actually scrub it before the messages are sent out because what ends up happening a lot of CRms and I don't know which ones everybody uses, but Oftentimes your number will get suspected spam. And when it's and you've seen that on your phone now, right? Potential spam or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the less, you know, the less you can, where your numbers are flagged that way, obviously the more conversations you'll have. Um, so it's good that in that system, and that's part of the reason I think why we have such a good response rate is because it does that scrubbing of the numbers before the texts are actually sent out.
1: I love that. That is so invaluable. And here's the thing. I could get my arm wrapped around calling somebody or texting someone three times or every single day. Because I think what people don't want to do is if you say to them, okay, you've got to call someone 10 days in a row. They might not be willing to do it. But if you said, okay, okay, will you be willing to text them 10 days in a row? I think you get a little bit more people who will say, okay, I'll do that. Even though the the calling tends to be better, but sometimes the text is better. So talk a little bit about what other systems. I mean, this one's ingenious. You guys need to all look this one up, callaction.co, it looks amazing. What other systems have you put in place that is really converting the leads?
0: So we, so our system, the way we're set up, we have Sierra Interactive is our IDX. Um, so it's a front end site. We use Follow a Boss as our CRM. Um, we have call action. We just implemented Fellow about two weeks ago. It's hi, F- it's H-I, fellow, F-E-L-L-O.com. Um, so that is a home valuation tool that we use. Um, the big thing right now is like, get everything you can out of your database, right? You gotta be consistent. Like we send out newsletters weekly, we send out emails, You know, we have e-alerts going out. So we're throwing everything we can at our database. Um, in our newsletter, we get about a 40% open rate based on about 60,000 people in our database. Um, so it's doing all those things, but we just started using Fellow, had a lot of success with that. We ran a campaign uh, the day before Thanksgiving. As of from then until today, we've gotten, I think, 89 um, home valuation requ- requests. 15 cash offer requests and I think two listings out of it. So it's taking that same database that we're generating leads um, and just hitting them with different. Obviously, if they go in and put their address in and you capture that information, they're that much more valuable to you from a lead standpoint. So, you know, it's 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 having all those systems, but doing every everything you can and just, you know, hitting them from different angles with different you know, products um, to, to generate that, that conversion. And now a word from our sponsor, Kanzel Realty. Run your business your way, only at Kanzel Realty. You can have all the freedom with none of the standard real estate red tape. If you're an agent, you get to run the show however you want and be your own boss. If you want to launch a team, you don't have to jump through all the hurdles and holdups. From day one, you'll have tons of tools and perks to offer your team. Powerful real estate tech, like KV Core, Brokerman, and Skyslope. If you want to be your own brokerage or already have your own brokerage, that's not a problem either. You'll still get to run it however you want. All KanZell requires is a small Powered by Kanzel logo next to yours. You can be the broker, you can be the manager, and you get to determine splits. You get all the tech, admin support, ownership stock, and revenue share, but most importantly, all the freedom, all the time, only at Kanzel Realty.
1: So what if you're seeing an agent not convert? Let's say you're seeing agents, they're doing the activity, but month after month after month, they're not converting and they're saying, well, the leads aren't good. The leads aren't good. What? What's your next step for that?
0: Um, I mean, really go into more coaching, listen to their calls. A lot of times we actually had, to, we just let an agent go yesterday Um was you know had made 4,700 phone calls and had 90 conversations and we listened to it and we tried to coach through it he had been with us for a while and um it's just he he could never get over that first you know he would quit too easy like it would you know he just couldn't get over that first and then he there was we tried to coach him through it and it's just it's you know for him I just don't think it's the business you know because he was making the calls right 4,700 phone calls in six months um, he was doing the activities, but he just, he can't get over that part. So, I mean, some things, you know, you try to coach him through them and help him through, but at some point, you know, real estate's not for everybody. Sales is not for everybody. So, you know, sometimes getting them to understand that is is helping them as well.
1: Let's do, let's do a role play with me and you, if you were going to coach agents on kind of that first call, what would that look like? As far as let's just pretend I was a lead. I was calling in, let's do, bring you, you call me and let's do some, some you, role you, play.
0: Uh, you know, I don't, I don't coach on scripts. You don't <laughs> No. <laughs> okay i haven't i haven't taken a call in probably eight years so yeah so the coaching i do is more on um i could kind of walk through it but the coaching i do is more on lead gen. like you know we set up we go in and set up the legion for companies you know whether it's uh pay-per-click or seo we help them with that side of it and then more for me like i'm helping leadership coaches on on how to coach their agents and things like that but um but yeah, I I would not do very well in that role play.
1: Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the lead gen. Let's, if someone said to you, okay, I I really want to work on lead gen for my company. What are some of the things that you train people on?
0: So really what we'll do is we'll go in and set up, you know, the the thing is like either we want to teach people how to generate leads where they don't have to deal with the national lead providers, you know, the ones that care about you when things are great and turn the back on you when things go bad. So we really want to coach and educate agents and teams on how to generate those leads themselves. Because what I tell them, a lot of times when we go into a city to create a, say, Google AdWords campaign, our number one competitor for those keywords and those AdWords campaigns is Zillow, you know, Zillow, So what I tell them, the same lead that, you know, they're buying with, it's an appointment, they're paying... Depending on the market, I mean, I've heard some markets as high as seven or eight hundred dollars per lead from Zillow you could generate that lead for a fraction of the cost now yeah they're not they're not appointments, but they can be appointments right like if I could, if I pay like in our market we'll we generate leads on average of about six dollars a lead so I could buy two Zillow leads for six hundred dollars or I could generate a hundred leads you know which one do you feel like you have a better chance of converting the 100 leads or the two? Although the two are appointments, but still, like Zillow has a seventy-two percent answer rate, roughly across the country on appointments. So, when you look at those numbers, and you have a system based on conversion and focused on that, um, you know that's what um, that's what kind of we teach them to do. And as far as conversion, like the conversations, really is is getting that conversation going, and then like our like uh, our ISAs, they focus on you know, LP mom, if you ever heard of that, location, um, price, motivation, um, you know, those different things. And uh, when we're setting up appointments, we'll go through, our ISAs go through that structure and we'll get those, those, you know, everything from that client and then hand them off to an appointment at that point. So it's really like coaching coaching the agents on how to get that information. And a lot of it's, you know, meeting them where they're at. And a lot of times we see a lot of that information is passed on to the, um, onto onto the ISA from the actual text messaging. So they're getting a lot of that information in those initial text messages.
1: So one of the things that I see is the biggest problem is that people are too professional. Um, when I look at like their text messages that they're doing, oh, or the emails yeah, that they're doing.
0: Well, you think about it this way, like, When do you text your friends and say their first name on a text message? Or when do you email anybody and say their first name on a message? You know, once you have conversations going back and forth. That's what I see a lot of people mess up on is the nurture plans. If you've had conversations with people and then all of a sudden you're sending them emails with their first name. And then, I mean, most people that know somebody aren't starting the email with their first name. And the same thing with text messages. You know, when when do you send a text message to a friend or a past client or whatever with their first name before you write anything else? Um, so that's definitely something that we, the 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 text that we see the biggest response rate are the simple ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be just like after a couple months. And that's something you look at too. Like if you're in a CRM, the big valuable tool you need to look at is the filters. Like one of the filters our ISAs will go to if, if you have a bigger database, is go to website activity. So we'll we'll do a, like, we'll show agents. Agents are like, oh, we don't know who to call. And we have a pond of, say, 5,000 people. Any agent can filter it by, if they're in that pond, they could go in and say, okay, filter it by somebody that's registered more than 30 days ago, hasn't been called in 30 days, and has been active on the site in three days. So I did that in one of our bigger ponds, and there was 1,100 people in that list. So 1,100 people in that list that were not assigned to an agent yet they have been on the site in the last three days and have not had a conversation with anybody within over 30 days. And that's conversation attempt. It's not just conversation. That is like an, an, an outbound outreach via text or, or phone call. So most CRMs, you could do that type of filtering. So those are, you know, when you're trying to figure out, you know, who to call, like we'll set up, behavioral triggers for a lot of our clients where somebody does something on the website it'll trigger an activity in the crm and we'll see we'll create a task for that agent to call them you know those are in most systems now they have that ability it's just it's just like a lot of things you know people on their iphone they probably use 20 percent or 10 percent what if what it could actually do and we see that in crms as well like Most CRMs have all these capabilities. It's just people don't use them.
1: I love what you just said. Don't ever say their first name. Don't ever say this is so-and-so from so-and-so realty. Cut those two things out of your vocabulary in email or text right away. I love that.
0: Yeah, people um, don't us- and, and people don't associate and, and people don't associate like they don't really care, you know. What I mean, they, they just want to see if you're the one that could help them. You know, they, I always say people don't want a hero; they want a guide. You know, so you just guide them on a path to, you know, what they need and, and find out what they need. Or the questions they ask, and they'll remember you when you have the answers to their questions or say, "Hey, I don't have the answer, but I can definitely find it for you." And a lot of people fall down on the simple fact of just follow up, you know, like sayings. I've, I've heard it many, many times where agents say, yeah, I'll call you tomorrow at X time and X time tomorrow comes and they don't call. So if you do those little things, I think most people have had a bad experience that they, when they see somebody does those things, then it's, you know, they they remember you by the the woman or the man that actually answers the phone and answered the questions and help them through that process.
1: I think this call action uh, text message that you said is probably a game changer for all of you. I would go ahead and look into that ASAP. Anything else that you've seen people do, like small tweaks that have really helped them to convert their leads?
0: really the biggest thing is just showing up i mean it it really is it's you know just consistent schedule i mean i have like my personal schedule Uh, the biggest thing for me was when i went to a consistent schedule and i tell people I was like my schedule is very boring it's i feel like i'm on groundhog's day every day you know i wake up the same time every morning i do the same activities i get ready the same way every day you know i take my kids to school every day um So it's just being consistent. And that's really the, you know, consistency is one thing, like you could consistently go to the gym and take pictures and not see results. So, you know, you have to have consistency. You also have to have intensity. Um, So, you know, you have to have intensity in your actual, what you're doing. And I've seen people that have taken a consistent schedule and do that over and over again for say months. You know, it's only the first four hours of the morning. And their business is doubled within 90 to 120 days. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's being consistent because most people don't, you know, and people get into real estate. Why do they get into real estate most of the time? Because they want a flexible schedule. Well, what happens when you have a flexible schedule in real estate, you're unsuccessful?
1: Love it. Well, tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you and if they ever want coaching with you.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, my first, it's just Preston Guyton. Um, and then we have a, we have a podcast as well called the process podcast. It's uh, Travis McClure and myself. And then Cheplack digital is where I coach John John I and I are partners in that as well, um, where we do the more so digital. Co- I, well, I do all the digital coaching and, you know, setting up pay-per-click and doing all those things
1: love it well, and then we're guys- having
0: we're having an event too in myrtle beach uh the connection summit mb.com february 23rd it's in myrtle beach south carolina we have john chaplot coming bill pipes six other speakers leadership speakers from across the country so it'll be it'll be a great event it's at the uh grand News marriott on the ocean in myrtle beach great location Awesome. tickets are only 349 <laughs> cool
1: real quick somebody had asked a question where are you getting the majority of your listing leads we'll end with that real quick and that final question
0: yeah so with with leads generated we mainly focus on buyer leads um but doing the home valuation tool and doing that we've had a lot of like we've, we've received two listings out of our database in the last in the last uh two weeks but um Majority of that is SOI is past clients. We have some. We we don't have a whole lot of agents that are prospecting based on the leads on the listing side. Um, we we're building that team out now, but uh, majority of the ones our team are past clients, SOI, and things like that. And then you know with using fellow, we're starting to see more listings come in. But it's being active on social and being out there, and you know people see your company, your business. Um, and just asking for it. I mean, most people, a lot of people fall down because they don't ask for the business.
1: Love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Show him some love in the chat. And we're so grateful that you're with us. Have a great one.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another Power Packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.